The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're gonna make it out of here, we gotta work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. This is why you watch 7 News at 5. This breaking story is happening as we speak. To get breaking news from the alert desk. When I know about it, you'll know about it first. So you're always connected with what's happening now, only on 7 News at 5. Yeah, I know that there is a lot of this song that I can't sing right up top, but I can sing. Look, I need a hot hitter. I need a deep stroke. I need a henny drinker. I need a weed smoker, not a garden snake. I need a king cobra with a hook on it. Hope it lean over. He got some money. That's where I'm headed. Pussy A1, just like his credit. He got a beard. Well, I'm trying to wet it. I let him taste it. Now he diabetic. I don't want to spit. I want to gulp. I want to gag. I want to choke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing swing in the back of my throat. Um, I hate that they actually censored dangly things (laughs) while performing WAP. It wasn't their fault. Welcome to page seven. The Grammys were amazing. Yeah, I congratulations to the Grammys for and and you know I don't even think I necessarily would have tuned in live if it weren't for of course Taylor Swift's performance album. But I was pleasantly surprised and stayed you know to watch other stuff because they finally I think they nailed the format and this is so interesting coming off the Golden Globes which we you know, I lampooned hard uh, during its, uh, during the actual event, and then of course on this podcast, and 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 I think it really was just like, let's not do any of the heartfelt bullshit. Let's like just show fun musical performances, celebrating all of the different musical acts that have come about over the and past yet year. And still, there were performance, like little baby's performance, where it still yeah. said something, it still meant something, in a way that wasn't just rich people right. standing, saying, we stand together, <laughs> like, fuck you. Imagine They all get up at the very end and be like, we have something to do, to give to the world. <laughs> you know? <laughs> No, that there are ways to actually say something through your art without just being yucko factory, right? Yeah, and and just give us the music. Give us the, give it, I don't want to think about it anymore. You know, and that was what really pissed me off. One of the worst moments of the Golden Globes, they tried to do this like, I'm going to call it a skit to sort of downplay it even more than what it was. It was, it was, a, it was actors, it was like different comedic actors talking to health professional, actual doctors about their quote-unquote symptoms they're having, like 
Tina Fey like talked like she had some problem with her jaw. It was so out of touch and the last thing anyone wants to experience it was like such a big reminder not only was it horribly unfunny but it was just also this clunky zoom call format reminder of this thing that everyone is over we're good we know it it's done and by the way you don't even need to wear the fucking mask when you're doing your performance you know why we get we get it the ones who are going to do it are going to do it and the ones who aren't going to do it aren't going to do it by this point i don't think anyone's going to be like oh is amy poehler wearing a fucking mask oh i guess i'll wear one now to the walmart i guess i'll change my whole weird political Uh-oh. bullshit oh daddy <laughs> mcneely's upset just declare, you're saying that the pandemic <gasps> pandemic isn't over but pandemic awareness raising is over it's yes. like i don't need Needed, I think, in our award ceremony, the president right. has come out. <laughs> the you know what I mean? Like we've and award show after award show has come out, and and also you know, and Sprint and every but every other shitty company has also told us in their commercials that we're definitely all in this together, <laughs> and we're all gonna work together to get through this. We got the message. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that it was on a Twilight episode recently. I started singing, remember Stronger Than the Storm. Remember when they were (laughs) slamming Stronger Than the Storm down all of our throats? And I don't know if this was just in the Northeast, but when Hurricane Sandy hit the Northeast... Stronger, we are stronger than the storm. It played every day in every bodega, and I was so fucking sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> so done with hearing that. I was like, I'm not stronger than the storm. I had to walk through the storm to get to work. But this, <laughs> it's <laughs> the, okay, though, to, 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 no, I'm not at all trying to defend the Golden Globes. I agree. Wow, they totally Molly. blew. Fascinating what you're about to say. But, I'm already mad at you. No. I'm already mad at Bob. Everyone does it. I'm already mad. What this made me think of was the dilemma, I think, of, and I say this as somebody who spent many years performing comedy, um, music is just awesomer, right? And like, yeah, the, yeah, you yes. just can't, like, live music is just so awesome. Live comedy is also awesome, but like you can't, like you can just perform live music at the Grammys in a a way that is just awesome. And it's almost impossible to replicate live comedy if you are not in like a crowded room, right? So it's like the pandemic has hit live comedy particularly hard, I think, because there it's just, it just doesn't, you know, you kind of need certain settings for it to really like hit. Translate, yeah. Right, And, and, and music just, just, rules and can like survive like and also even I mean I know movies uh, I had to Google so many Oscar nomination movies today to find out what the fuck all they are (laughs) but like I know movies and TV shows have continued to be made and stuff in the pandemic but also like we know that it's like kind of like I don't really like watching things that I know were filmed after the pandemic because I'm like thinking about all the people who got COVID and stuff but like music also has just continued to be able to be made in a way that isn't as like upsetting and creepy. Like it just, I feel like music just like just works better right now than, yeah, than it's totally true. You know what I mean? As a medium, if I were, if I were to have made a suggestion to the globes, I probably would have been like, all right, only two, we have to pull for the best political speeches and really only let like two of these celebrities do them because we're getting oversaturated. It's starting to annoy people, I think. Even though I agree with everything everyone's getting up and saying, every single person doesn't have to make a big fucking I'm, you know, better than thou speech uh, uh, about their political leanings. 
um, or inclusivity, especially it's like you shouldn't even be at this fucking awards function uh, showing your face if you think that inclusivity is an issue Golden Globe at the Golden Globes. You know, and a part of me is just like, oh, if you really felt that strongly about it, you wouldn't be up there thanking everyone for this award that you won because it's so fucking uninclusive, it's laughable. And then also, I'm getting off, I'm getting off the tangent, but also for like Golden it. Globes, I would have said this. I would have said, okay, don't do any material about fucking masks or COVID or whatever. Just don't do anything about that. Just do comedy sketches that are celebrating the shit that came out this year or making fun of it or whatever the fuck you want to do. Well, sometimes I feel like you can find the comedy in that. I'll never forget when someone told me that they thought the amount that I used foul language was a crutch and that it was funnier than that. And it changed my whole way of thinking about it where it's like, okay, COVID's easy. It isn't easy. It's a low hanging fruit to throw jokes at, but what if you had to create an entire award ceremony where you weren't allowed to bring it up? Wouldn't that be kind of, like it's like push yourself a little bit harder. It would have been perfect for the Golden Globes to take that on too, where be like, this is a night to forget. Let's forget. That's what it should have been called. This is a night not to remember. This is a night to forget because we're all going to get drunk and put on a fun show. But I also understand the in memoriam and things like that. I do think it is important to understand how we've changed over the past year. Right. For yeah. sure. Right. Or, yeah, to make a to make a bigger point, like, I think that the Golden Globes, it was just like there was... especially the healthcare bit, it was just like, what point are you even making? Like, there are many actually, like, devastating and profound points to be made about this last year, but, like, obviously this isn't the venue for that. Like, so what, like, it can't be done. You just can't have, like, a lighthearted, quippy thing about this, you know, and it's not like the Grammys are like as a as an institution free of institutional racism either, right? Like every year black oh, artists yeah, are no. snubbed, this year included, right? Yes, like, of course. A, and so like structurally there's still like this but but again, it's just music is just a so much of a better medium to make a bigger point sometimes and I love comedy I love TV I love movies I love the art but it's just like the Golden Globes it was like yeah it was like trying to have it both ways of like well this is a fun romp but also COVID and it's like no you can't do both just have a smile yeah right but I did think that they did a good job in the Grammys where they brought in some of the owners and some people that worked at some small indie venues to remind everyone that like, hey, these small venues are, are they need our help. Yeah. We can't, like that is the one, that is where all of my favorite music moments have happened mm-hmm. are in cool, tiny, hole in the wall places that right. are all going under. And I, and yes, that makes sense to bring that into the Grammys. Right, it is, right. It is the foundation of the music business is being right. able to perform your music in more, more intimate settings. And that's something that I hope we don't lose or it will take a few years for it to come back. And that sucks. Right, but it it was it was super cool. I think at the event, I mean, the performances were really enjoyable. Uh, and the other the cool thing I think that they did that I feel like was again a really good move. Maybe it was almost accidental, but like Bad Baby got up and when I forget who his featured artist is on that track, um, he got up did a did a performance. Then like right after that, which again was so fun to just be like, oh, we're not gonna put any bullshit filler skits or like 
emotional statements, and we just went straight into Dua Lipa's performance. And then you saw Bad Baby and his dude, like, off to the side, like, rocking out to Dua Lipa's and performance. And watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, and watching it. And then that... And that's the thing. And again, it's like there's so much signaling of like, we're properly spaced from each other and we're definitely not enjoying each other in person right now. Like we need to show everybody that. It's like, no, I want to see them hug. I want to see them with their arms around each other, enjoying each other's stuff. They all got the test. We know they all yeah. have the fucking when vaccine. When Beyonce and be Megan Thee Stallion hugged, I was like, hug, please yeah. hug. Oh, Come on. Hug. Both, all of those people, by the way, all, all these people definitely got the have vaccine. the vaccine. They have <laughs> the vaccine. <laughs> And we were talking about this before this thing starts, but we'll just reiterate. I just think all the, it's America. They all already got it. If there's celebrities and multimillionaires and billionaires, they all fucking got it. Let's stop the charade. <laughs> Let's just let them have, you know, they got it. Let them party. Let them put on shows. Let them, you know, bring joy to the world. As annoying as they are. We know that the class system of this backwards country is not going to fold overnight. Let them party, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah, While I'm we still it. have like, to stay separate from everybody at this and point. And, like, I really, when, when Megan the Stallion went to hug Beyonce, I did, there was this terrible automatic part of me that now lives in my fucking brain after this year that was like, hugging? No <gasps> hugging. No touching. No. You know? like. Right. But then immediately I was like, obviously there's, they've been tested and they're vaccinated. Just hug. And it was like this, yeah. it was like a cognitive, it was yeah. like a CBT experience in my head being like, you can't do that. Can they? They can. They should. They, they must. You know. <laughs> Let them, I want to live through them a little bit while I wait patiently to get this done. And that's my personal thing. I'm sure other people would be annoyed at the side of it and are like, I don't want to see anyone hugging till I can hug. And I get that too. But to me, that's a sign of, man, we are getting through We're this. Moving We're moving on the other side of this. I Let them kiss. Let them fuck. Let them... You know what I mean? Ooh, but them, I yeah. wanted to see Hit one of them drinking a, a cup right of the, the other one spit. I mean, yeah. You know, we we got to see some uh, some what Candace Owens would describe as some oh, some vagina slaps or whatever. So I can't remember her exact music making. We have to. It, I didn't want to bring up the Candace Owens Cardi B thing, but it got to such a level <laughs> of ridiculousness last night that I think that we need. To talk about it. So I imagine, Molly, that you are more familiar with Candace Owens than I am. Unfortunately, I know yes. of her. But I know that Candace Owens works for Fox News and was very openly against the performance of WAP on the Grammys, which is, at this point, what a weird thing to be upset. Like, right now... That's what you're still upset about. That it's you're the it's we don't <laughs> It's part of this whole thing that conservatives have latched onto the idea that like because the Dr. Seuss, you know, foundation decided on their own, made their own internal choice to stop publishing six very racist like books with very racist imagery that aren't popular literally no one will miss them um it's completely fine don't worry you can still read your kid the cat in the fucking hat no one's canceling the cat in the fucking hat like <laughs> oh my god relax. but have they written hop on wop yet <laughs> i want to watch hop on wop happen and see how fox news feels about that but like every Fox News thing now is like, well, you can't read Cat in the Hat, but but you can have wet ass pussy in elementary schools. So like that's the whole panic around WAP. It's like it's like whoa, wow, whoa, they canceled Doctor Seuss, but they 
don't cancel WAP. And so that's, it's like, and she said, she went on Tucker Carlson. She said, it's a sign of our declining empire. Uh, You know, America is decaying and crumbling. We can't be a world power because of WAP. It's like, so, and that's like her, her thing is to be like, I'm, you know, a a very conservative black person and I will shit on, uh, you know, progressives and progressive black people and say that they're the downfall of America. And I'll say that black lives matter is actually the real decay of America or whatever. And so she was, she did this, she did this thing on Tucker Carlson and then Cardi B tweeted it out. And it was like, we did it. We're on Fox news. And it was like, started off really fun. (laughs) And then it really, I was watching it happen in real time. It was like, I mean, Cardi B is so funny. Her tweets are all so funny but then like she tweeted out this tweet that was like very obviously a photoshop tweet where uh Candace Owens just says that her brother and her husband had a threesome and <laughs> <laughs> or no fucked each other they and fucked then, right. each other she, and then she asked and she that they asked her if she wanted to join and she declined she declined it's obviously a photoshop it was very tweet. clearly a fake and I saw Cardi B tweet it within seconds I was like no no I mean it's very funny and her she was like you're yelling at us for slapping vaginas while your husband and your brother are slapping dicks and balls with each other. It was so funny. But I was like, oh, this this just this just really hit the third rail like really quickly. And then it just kept going like for hours. It just kept going. I do want to say before that they even got to the Photoshop tweet, she Gardy beat tweeted, I don't know why Candy's so bothered by WAP. I was just inspired by our former first lady. Anyways, congrats on your new show. I hope you speak more about WAP. I needed to reach a new audience to go six platinum. Any exposure will help. Love you, Candy. And then it was a picture of uh, Melania in Play... I believe that it was Playboy that she was in. And it's just... She kept raising the bar, raising the bar. Now... Candace Owens' team is suing Cardi B's team because uh, because she said that the Photoshop tweet was real, and Cardi B's team is suing Candace Owens' team <laughs> because Candace Owens is saying that Cardi B made the Photoshop tweet when, in fact, she didn't. She knew that it was fake that it came out in 2016 and she kept saying like google it motherfucker you want to like ever like i didn't make this up this is something that's been out on the internet for years um it's just <laughs> I can't. I can't stop following it. It's, I I want to see what happens. I know, and unfortunately, too, though, I will say, like, that's Candace Owens' whole fucking thing, man. The attention. And we're she's the new her. Milo that's Yiannopoulos. The she's the new preaching right. provocateur. Right. Uh, and this is how. This is what you do, and this is why I don't usually respond to people on Twitter, and generally just mute them. If they piss me off and then they don't even know that they're screaming into a void, which is what everyone needs to know about Twitter. <laughs> yes. And, and my uh, I definitely throbbed into the void while watching Harry Styles perform. Oh I God, tried right. multiple times turn. to get Jeff 
to watch the Harry Styles performance with me, and he just kept saying, Harry Styles just isn't my thing. I just, it's not my thing. I was like, how can he not be? He's just so, he's syrupy. I love it. I want to pour him all over my Jack cakes. I will say, before watching this performance, I certainly, like, admired Harry Styles from a distance. I was like, I love his, I loved that Vogue cover. Like, I love his whole energy. His whole um, aesthetic. I, but I was like, I was like, I have the thing, the same thing that I have with Cole Sprouse, where I was like, I can't think that that guy's hot because like he was like a famous child when I was an adult. Uh, he, you know, he's like a famous teenager when I was an adult, and I was like, he'll just always be like a little boy to me, like even though he's I feel like you're being child starist right now. I, well, it's it's just in terms of conceptualizing having a crush on them. Cole Sprouse is very very old, but it's like. I will just, he's like the kid from Big Daddy, you know? And with Harry Styles, I'm like, he's the little kid from One Direction. I can't think he's hot. And and even it, even though that's not, it's, it is true. It's child starist because he's, they yes. nobody wants to be known as the kid they were forever. We were all kids I once we are adults now. Like, but then I saw him perform at the Grammys and I was like, okay, I understand why everyone wants to kiss him. I get it. Pour him on your jackets. <laughs> and he did Just win, so too. Viscous. He won something, too. He win for pop song, I believe, or something like that. And uh, it was great, because T-Swift and him had a moment when he went to go get his awards. He, like, gave him a hug or whatever, which is fun. Because everybody knows that they used to bang. And everybody knows that T-Swift also had a great performance in the Grammys. So much hand dancing. I just can't get enough of it. I love her. Just you mean ham dancing? Did she just have a big old ham with her? She's like, <laughs> I, I wish. like to God smoke damn, it. Please. I like to pork it. I, Give me is a that her new song? That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to pork it. I too have a wet pussy. Look at me. Yes. I am also very sexually charged by the pussy. And everyone's just like, that's not a good. She called a wap too. No one's into it. <laughs> Very upsetting. She's just like, yeah, she's just, and then she reads, yeah, she reads uh, <laughs> Horton Hears a Who at the end of it. And, controversial. Uh, that was weird. Controversial. Very controversial. <laughs> no. But it was called, she got, yeah, she got album. Did she get, I, I'm so confused by the Grammy categories. They like, make, there's like th- four different categories that mean well, I know to Harry me Styles the same thing. I know Harry Styles won pop solo performance okay. for Watermelon Sugar. Oh, Watermelon Sugar. <laughs> 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 oh, his music videos! My God, my God! Um, now I'm looking up Taylor Swift because I also can't remember. I think it was album of the year, but then there's like there's other record of the year. Yeah, then there's right. Re- I think Billie Eilish got record of the year. Yeah. I don't honestly. I'm bad at it. I can't. I don't know what. I don't. I know that it's easy to find out. I just always forget. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It all means the same thing, and it's just a bunch of self-congratulating. But I am glad we brought up Billie Eilish really quick, because I do want to say I missed talking about this on Talking TV, our Patreon uh, bonus app for this week, and I instantly regretted it. Uh, I did quite enjoy Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry. Unfortunately, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. We were just complaining uh, about all the different subscription services. Hopefully, it'll be available on, like, other shit. It's also, it's a pretty astounding two hours and 20 minutes long and it followed her for several years and you act the coolest thing for me is one of my favorite things personally is collaborate like one of the reasons why I love the movie Sing Street so much is like because they really nailed the collaboration that it takes and the joy that is songwriting and creating something with someone something a piece of music with someone and you actually get to watch them like write that album like you get to watch them coming up with bad guy and all those songs, like in her brother's room in this house, it's so cool. Like, like that was definitely by and just why and then and also watching 
a 17-year-old girl become this like almost overnight gigantic sensation is absolutely a fascination that is such an American tale for sure, you know. And and uh, and, and it's very American because of course her family's very rich. Uh, so, you know, it's not like she was like, please, governor, can I have some scraps? And then governor was just like, no, you can't have any pudding until you eat your meat. No, but I think what she's doing for young people is really great. I really, I appreciate the fact that she is very open with being anti-drug. I appreciate the fact that she is very open with owning your body and doing with it what you will. I like her style. I like her essence. I think it's really good for young people to see and think that she is a very good role model for young people, as well as her, which, do you guys ever listen to her? Because her is, I, this, the, the, um, her one for I Can't Breathe, and she even said that she wrote this song over FaceTime, <laughs> which is crazy, like, isn't that awesome? Isn't that That's amazing? Awesome. She said, I didn't imagine that my fear and that my pain would turn into impact and that it would possibly turn into change. It's like this year has really I think it's good for us to remember the fact that imagine what you were going through and imagine writing a song, taking your pain and writing a song over FaceTime that mm-hmm. wins you a Grammy it's awesome. because that is you awesome. that is the impact I want to see. That is the change that we that in that artists need to embrace is using what is going on and putting it into your art and it's what it made, it made the I can't breathe is an amazing song, and I'm really happy for her. I'm really happy for her. Capital H. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we do not. Do, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm having a fuzzy memory. Uh, but I feel like we don't go in on the Grammys ever as hard as this. There's some some special about this year's. I think it's the sincerity. Like it was. Mm-hmm. It was like a sincere effort, and there was a joy in the music, and it felt very not cynical. And I think in a time when it always feels that way at these award shows these days. And I think that, like, right, to go back to the Golden Globes, it's like, right, it's like the Zoom, watching anything, like, in a Zoom format is so hard emotionally because it, like, feels like you're at work. Like, and it reminds you of everything that is, like, awful about this year. And, 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 you know, I feel like it's just, you know, I love Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, like, was very, like, shaped by them and whatnot. But I just feel like, again, like, uh... Comedy uh, sometimes does sincerity, and most of my favorite comedy is sincere. Like, but also it's like hard to do sincerity via Zoom. It's hard to do sincerity in like short bantery comedy sketches. And I really feel like if any, and and I think that a lot of the reasons that those speeches, like that you complain about, hold and fall flat, is because they don't really feel that that, that earned. They don't really feel that they sincere. They feel like their agent like sat down with them and was like, okay. And then at this part of your speech. You've got to do the thing. And right. And they're like, okay, I'll pick, you know, dead dogs or something. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever they and pick. there's, yeah, there's I'll like. Pick, I'll pick like poverty. It's like, I get, just throw a dart at the board of social injustice. I'm saying and, this because I'm supposed to. Whereas yeah. like with this, with this Grammys, it was just like, you know, I keep talking about Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce because I just imagine how awesome it would feel to stand next to Beyonce. But her- Also that <laughs> outfit, oh, both of their outfits, yeah. but Megan Thee Stallion's outfit was Oh my Incredible. god! She looked but like gorgeous. imagine like she's standing. This, they're standing next to her hero, who like she saw her when she was a kid and was like, "I want to do that." And she and and there's just there's no irony, there's no distance. It's just her being like, 
I like got to do what I always wanted, like with my hero. And it's just yeah. like sincerity just goes such a damn long way. And it's so moving. And it's, I feel like that's like what we need right now. And music itself is like usually sincere. There's obviously like funny music too, but like, uh, I, I just feel like there, it just all felt very like honest and very, there wasn't any kind of like ironic distance or anything like that. And I feel like that was what was so nice about it this year, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. And uh, I was happy to get to why I just really happened to watch it because I was Sunday and um, my girl had to get up there and do her thing. But I'm glad I did because I ended up seeing a bunch of cool stuff. And of course, he's not referring to his wife or the child in front of her. He is referring to Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. uh, Absolutely. (laughs) You were watching Lexi at the Grammys? Oh, Taylor Swift. No, 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 no. no, no. Taylor Swift. (laughs) Taylor Swift. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll, like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. Speaking of watching our girl do her thing, how uh, the uh the relationship breakup heard round the world, but then not J Rod. Yes, I can't even say A Rod and J Lo anymore. J Rod are breaking up? Question mark. It's insane. Did you notice it flooded every single publication of the fact that they broke up? And then it was immediately taken back of saying, no, 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 we're working on our relationship. And I looked into it because I was uh. like, what is happening here? Did someone leak something that they weren't supposed to? Did so-? And it then it actually made me kind of sad because, of course, I started nosing in, nosing about, looking for a little truffle of information. <laughs> and I did. Ooh, I found that truffle and I dusted it on my eggs. And now I got fancy eggs. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And what I have to say about the fancy eggs is that they are staying together. And I think it has a lot to do with the kids. And yeah. apparently that that information came out and they hadn't talked to the kids yet. And all of their kids are very close because A-Rod's got two and J-Lo's got two. And all over the years, especially after pandemic, I can imagine, they've all really become a family. And so the kids found out about it when it was leaked to the media. Oh, man. And they're all like teenagers. That's like a really hard age to... 
Ugh. Well, you know, I would make the argument maybe that's just their parenting strategy that they purposely wanted the kids to find out via external means <laughs> because I believe it's called media parenting. And this <laughs> oh, has been a new good, thing. Good, yes, good, 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 good. Where the media essentially you create a parent out of the media so that they know to, to fear and distrust and hate the outside world as one should. You know, it's like you, you learn that in your 20s usually. They're trying to teach it to them early. Teach to them early. <laughs> Pain is a heartbreaker, and you're going to experience it every fucking day. I found myself, over the course of watching like a three-minute video summarizing uh, J-Lo and A-Rod's relationship, I literally went from being like, she's way too hot for him, to the, by the end of being like, okay, he's very charming. I know he's very bad. He's, very he's, a, he's a cheater cheat, right? He is a cheater cheat, but of course, we will never know quite what goes on. Sure. I do. I know that I've said this once. I'll say it a hundred million times. I can't imagine being two people in like as Hollywood royalty as they are and not having some sort of agreement. But to each their own. Mm. I've never been there, nor will I probably ever be. So I could only assume. But yes. See, they can't even have female flight attendants on their private plane, Molly. Because he's too horny. He's too horny. Yeah. I think we can all <laughs> no, relate he's to allergic that. to female flight attendants. Yeah. <laughs> he's also, yes, he's he allergic to breasts. He breaks out into hives. Yeah, it's um, breasts. Yes, it's, it's breasts that he has He has this has allergic reaction where his penis gets really hard, and then he has, starts having <laughs> sex allergies. until it goes away. It's allergies, How dare honestly. you say it's not allergies? <laughs> It's hiving, the hiving of his poor penis. <gasps> oh, a lot of people, a lot of men should try this excuse. <laughs> <laughs> my allergies. Oh. oh my God, my allergies. Yeah, just, yeah. No, I have to structure my life so that there's no women around me ever if I'm by myself, because otherwise I just have to sleep with them. It's it's an allergy thing. I will say my nose be dripping lately because of my allergies. So if that's dripping, I guess everything is. <laughs> a hole's a hole. Never forget. That's my never forget. <laughs> anyway, so we all knew A-Rod was, was a known uh, playabouts before getting uh, the ball in chain. I prefer the term rake. Please. Oh, he was a hundred percent. He's he such a, a dude. He's a, rake, he's a total yeah. dude. He's, he, he's an absolute. He is rake. a rake. He's a bit of a rake, and <laughs> not that that is any reason to not be faithful. I of mean, course, but a rake is a. Rake. I used to be a bit of a rake, is but a not rake. as charming. But they're working on it, so don't worry about it. <laughs> it does seem like, though, what I will say, but of course, this is a horrible cycle. Is that he is, it seems, bending over backwards to be good. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll see. Maybe that's enough. Man, J-Lo doesn't have to put up with fucking shit. But I didn't, I didn't really appreciate. And you know how, you know, I love a good Mimi. But I feel like the Mimi's about her and all of her rings. And they were talking about, Holden, you would know about this, about uh-huh. their... Um, Thanos? Yes. Like, they kept it because she's been engaged so many times. They were just giving her all this shit. It's like, man, don't give her shit because she's been engaged so many times. Like, that's, oh, because she great. Yeah, the woman's in her 50s. She's had a lot of time to get engaged. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the older you get, I feel like I find that the quicker you, you know, um, 
Jump in the home. Yeah. yeah. You're like, we ain't getting any younger. I need somebody to be in my house at all times. And maybe because of the money, it just accelerates. I feel like um, I'm going to go and say maybe questionably bad decisions uh, for sure. I think because it's they've only been together for four years and they're already like he's clearly cheated on her several times with stewardesses <laughs> and anyone literally near him. I mean, to be that man, I couldn't imagine being that much of a horny animal. Right. How fun would that be, though? A little bit. Uh, my you life can't is even rough. be on an airplane <laughs> with a woman that's not your wife. Or you will absolutely jump on her like you know a dog in heat. I, I in a way I commend it. I I feel the same way, Holden. I and I, I actually thought I was the only one who felt that way when I hear about like really horny cheaters, like only like you know people who. Are- have never been confused, uh, accused of anything like not consensual, but people who just like can't help but to have just re- to love and be loved. unrelenting consensual sex with people on a plane or whatever situation they're in. I'm like, I'm like impressed. Obviously, it's a moral failing if your wife is not okay with it, but I'm also just like, imagine just being like, I'm so horny, I can't even make it through the flight. You know, like I think it's yeah, I think that it's great. is fucking horny, bro. I mean. <laughs> That is on another level. And in a way, it's like, that's fun, kind of, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I, if no one was getting hurt, it would be fun. But he needs he needs a business re- partner marriage. You know what I mean? Where they're like, all right, we'll be business partners. We're in it for the kids. Right. We sleep in. We could even sleep in totally separate houses right next to each. You know what I mean? Just Let's just work this out. Yeah, I know. I watched Alan V. Farrow last night. Oh, yeah, that's it really we worked pl- out well for them that he lived across the park from them. Ugh. I'm upset. I'm sorry. I'm of course you are. It's very upsetting. Talking TV to talk about it, and I was trying not to watch it, and then last night Jeff was gone, so I was like, I'm going to sit and watch all of it. And I he came home, and I was like, like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just so. There you go. Perfect. Um, and it's all, I dreamed about it last night. It's almost all that I can think about. Um, trigger warning, though. I don't recommend it to, I, there are very few people I would recommend. It's like watching Surviving R. Kelly. I, there was not many people that could be like, check it out. Yeah. This is crazy. It's more of like a, I even said this to Holden. I was yeah. like. Uh, with a having a a pregnant wife right now, I don't even recommend it for you guys to watch. Yeah, leaving Neverland having was young like that children too. Children in the house, Molly. Yeah. I don't recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I to don't watch. think I can. Uh, I mean, I think I owe it to as a as a lifelong Woody Allen fan. I was again. I will repeat. I was raised on it by my dad. Like this was definitely kind of the you know. Uh, there were generations thing, of people like, that love Woody Allen. It's not, it's all right that you did. I mean, well, obviously, so many I wasn't people. like, God, my favorite part is this stuff. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, so, you know, it's not like I'm watching, you I'm know. Glad. And and um, so, as a person with that, it is very funny to also watch the, I only see it being talked about in this context. Man, glad I never liked that guy's fucking movies. Huh, he's a real piece of shit. And I'm like, well, you know what? I did like his movies. No, <laughs> there sucks. were lots of people that loved his movies. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's a really important point, though. I think that's so important because it's way, like, I happened to have somehow gone my entire life without ever really getting really into Woody Allen, but, like, many people I know and love, he was very important to them, and it's, like, much harder to, like... Uh, you know, it's not not harder, it shouldn't be hard to, like, believe women or believe survivors, right? 
No, yeah, like, and I, I'm not saying that at yeah, all. Yeah, and I know, I know you're not saying that, but I think for people, when you have an emotional connection to the person, it is a lot harder. I felt the same way watching Leaving. I can never remember if it's Leaving Neverland or Finding Neverland, but I was like, I... <laughs> yeah, it's it, Leaving Neverland. Leaving Neverland. Finding Neverland, it's very things. I, did, I, I confused them both. <laughs> Finding Neverland, just never going to get a it's break a great, after this. It's still a great movie. Yeah. I still cry when I watch it. But <laughs> so I cry when Neverland. I watch both of those fucking yeah, movies. It's in a different way. It's in a different way. But like... I I remember thinking, watching Leaving Neverland and being like, fuck, because like I didn't care yeah. if my, my life was not affected by never seeing, by being like, I never am going to watch a Woody Allen film because I didn't have an emotional connection to it. But I did have an emotional connection to Michael Jackson songs. And so it yes. was like harder to like, it was just ugh, like, but I think a lot of people have that with Woody Allen where they're like, I believe this and this is awful, but also yeah. this is like, feels like a loss because this was an important cultural figure for me. Right. And it's funny because I will say too, I didn't see anyone out there being like, huh, well, at least I never fucking liked Michael Jackson's music. So fuck that guy. <laughs> it's like so funny how it's like, okay for certain, certain uh, people to get that treatment. <laughs> it's like others don't. I'm just like, right, and, I did like him. And, and you don't sucks. have to say, that the person didn't make good art. I didn't like him too. I liked, I liked, yeah, I liked his art. Yeah. I liked his his. Work. I hate to say this because I feel yucky saying it, but okay. I do actually wonder. I wonder if it's because, like, in watching Alan Vivero, that there's proof of what he did. There's like, I mean, mm. more proof, or at least that is I mean, put into this doc right. than there was. Not to say that I do, I believe, believe me, I believe, but I am I do wonder if that has something to do with it and the fact that it was his own children. And I think just his film, his, his work was more divisive, you know. I mean, it's also just one of those, like more people criticize it, you know what I mean? Or, or more people have, you know, negative or critical opinions on his previous work. Not even talking about the stuff like in Manhattan where he's in a relation, his character's in a relationship with an underage girl. Not even oh, that they kind bring of stuff. All of that Just up, an issue we... with like his neurotic approach to humor and, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. But, but but just because something is, just because somebody has done terrible things doesn't mean that the art they made wasn't awesome. And that's a really hard thing to like reckon with, right? Like, yes. it's difficult. Yeah. Oh, and then the whole argument of like, well, isn't it? Doesn't it take damaged people to create certain great works? And then I, I don't think that's necessarily what I think, but it is a very fascinating. Like most artists struggle with demons, at least let's say, right? Or I mean, most, I got lots of demons. Most art, but, artists uh, are broken now. Whether or not they choose to to take that energy and put it on other people or not, and then put it into their work as well. That's like the main thing we're trying to navigate at this point, but it is interesting. Like a guy, a guy that's never done anything bad that works in accounting is not going to make a great, you know, film or or you know what I mean per se, unless he's really good. We'll give him a shot. I'll give him. A, I'll give him a three three figure deal. I'll bring, <laughs> bring him in. in. <laughs> You're making the next Batman give movie. Give him a meeting, Richard <laughs> Richard Pratigan. I... So uh, good. Congratulations. I do have positive daddy news, though. Okay. Positive, positive daddy, daddy news. news. And I feel that I apologize, Holden. This doesn't, I don't, I don't think, really apply to you. Wow. And I, I forget. Because I know that we feel differently, Molly, you and I, about Pioneer Woman. But I <laughs> follow her religiously. Me too. I'm completely obsessed with Pioneer Woman. Same. Did you hear about the accident, Molly? What? What accident? There was an accident with Lad. <gasps> there was an accident on the farm. What? 
and there were fires and everyone around in the neighborhoods were coming to try and put the fires out. And Caleb, her, I believe her nephew and lad got into a horrible accident on the farm. And so all of these, uh, I, I I was following it very closely because I was very upset. I just because saw if anyone knows, I'm obsessed with Lad. I love like yes, Lad, Lad is, is her. So Holden, just so you know, Lad is her like cowboy daddy husband who like runs the farm and loves the family, and he's. I'm completely in love with him or the idea of him. He's and so very dreamy. He, He's got these gorgeous eyes. Oh my God. You want to hear dreamy? You want to hear daddy dreamy? He um, was like, uh, she was like, are you hurt? Because she immediately like goes out and the like ambulances come. They take Caleb, the nephew away. He goes through the farm trying to make sure who's okay. And he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, and hours later after he pr- secured everything, was like, I'm going to go to the hospital because he had broken his neck in two places. Lad had or Caleb had? Lad had. <gasps> Caleb what is was happening in this? Hurt. What is this conversation? <laughs> he was all, Caleb was really hurt. He was already in the hospital, but Lad. Lad went around and made sure everything was taken care of, even though he had broken his neck in two places. That's just like Lad. <gasps> because he's the perfect daddy. He would. He, and he's I, very uh, under. He's like, he whatever she makes, she's constantly making him every meal and she brings it to him and he's always just like, oh, I love it. Like, he's just very. So I imagine him just walking around with his broken neck being like, everybody okay around here? My neck's broken. Everybody all right? <laughs> I, I, I better go to the hospital, but my I just want to make sure everyone's good. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll take a breakfast burrito that you just made. That'd be terrific. My neck. My neck is to use a word. Fuck in every way. <laughs> so if you could please actually call me, and you know what, I'll just walk there. I know it's about I'll just twenty miles, but I just thank you for feeding me some of that brisket. That'll get me there. Oh my god, <gasps> she's an Enneagram seven too. I just read this Instagram caption. She said, "I never got around to ordering my wedding photos." I'm an Enneagram seven like that. So am I. <laughs> That, I don't know I what that means. I love you, pioneer woman. Is uh, seven the you. bitch number? Um, how dare you? <laughs> uh, no, Reed Drummond and I may maybe we spread ourselves a little too thin, and sometimes it's hard for us to focus. And yes, we get excited about new ideas and we jump on it, and then we immediately forget all the other things. That oh my we God, Jackie, you spread yourself too thin, just like mayonnaise. It's meant to be. Oh my God, I never spread mayonnaise too thin. I spread it thick. Ugh. Oh yeah. Wow, like Jackie, a, thank like you for telling on me. A cake. I feel so upset because I I follow you know my, listen, I don't think that pioneer recipes pioneer women's recipes are always good. Um There's a lot of mayo and butter. There's sometimes. a lot of mayo. <laughs> but sometimes I just I just quarter the mayo. I use her pasta yeah. set, her macaroni salad recipe. I love it. I use a quarter of the mayo. But she's obviously many of her recipes are incredible. Um, and she's just no to me, she's no Ina Garten, but she's like the people's Ina Garten, except she's also very she's rich. The people's. But I had just seen her Instagram post, the previous one, about how she visited her daughter Paige at school. And so I was shocked. Oh, Paige is growing up so I know, but she has such a I'm flipping the script we're doing alright we're doing more fish fuck oh, theories for conspiracy conspiracy we're doing fish fuck theories oh, the give me the deep alright we can yeah. but wait you said before we get to fish fucking I just need to confirm is lad okay he's okay okay 
He's okay. Yeah, of course he's okay. No, he died. <laughs> he no. died from his injuries. There's a lot of different ways to be okay after you break your neck in two places. Okay could be alive, Okay, or okay could you know, mean like he's made a full recovery. No, but his head does dangle down below his, <laughs> on his chest now because of the, what happened. So he's living a hell's, a hellion's life at this but point. But Caleb, the 21-year-old, is in critical condition. Jesus. Oh. Well, that's no good. Horrible, but lad. Ugh. All right, can we? Now it's bummed out again. I'm trying to bring it up with the fish fuck theories. Give me but the look at share. his blue eyes. Just look up lad. Just look up look lad. Up pioneer lad. woman. Give me the share. Just Give look, me the just share. Look at him. Look up. Oh, lad. do you believe in lad drama? The more fish fuck theories coming down the pipe. We have a ton of them. I love they build up. Uh, page seven podcast. Um, at gmail.com page the number seven podcast at gmail.com and after um a few weeks they just start to just boil over they just start to to brim up to the top and i have to collect them all and run them by you guys because i think that we're still trying to get to the bottom of what tom cruise is essentially doing with these fish of course if you're just listening to this now i don't know what to tell you all right tom cruise he keeps being spotted at various grocery stores Various scenarios, very antsy. Seems like he's kind of like a uh, person who's like waiting to get their fix, uh, who has a heroin addiction. He gets a fish, he gets a whole fish, takes it to the bathroom, does something, and then people find the fish in tatters in the trash can with a bunch of piece of paper towels and toilet paper and things. People definitely think he's fucking the fish, but there are other theories out there. So let's get into it. Um... This first one, this is some more Scientology-connected theorizing coming in from Jose, who says, I'm channeling my inner Henry, but what miracle does Jesus Christ perform to feed the hungry? He produces bread and fish. I think this might be a spite to the miracle Jesus performs. What do people sometimes put on their cars for Jesus? A fish. I think Scientology I think Scientologists uh, think this is a way to desecrate something associated with Jesus. I'm not religious. It's all bullshit to me. But these episodes bring me so much joy. Love y'all, Jose. Oh, so he's fucking the fish to be anti-Jesus because Scientology, Scientology is anti-Jesus? Yeah, it makes him maybe more powerful. I, I, I don't know how many legs it does stand on, but the fish connection to Christianity is a fascinating point to bring up. Now we have Emma who says, okay, so it's super obvious that old boy is making sweet, sweet, smelly love to fish. Most <laughs> theories are that he is doing the fuck to the fish, but stay with me. Have we considered that he is using the fish to provide pleasure to his prostate, a.k.a. the fish is making fuck to him? So, and I don't even want to talk about how that would work with the scales. I'm going to skip that sentence because it makes me very upset to even think about <laughs> And then she just says, um, you know, clearly he is an insanely fucked up dude. Thanks again for all you do and for old time's sake. Holdenators, oh, thank you so much, Emma. Okay, this one's from Haley, who uh, says- We're just going to breeze by the the fish is actually fucking him one. I guess, all right, let's talk about- <laughs> You're right, you're right. Do either of those, to use a word that is a pun intended, hold water? Oh. I think that they do, because, all right, think of the soulful eyes of a fish. <laughs> And you know when you look into a whole fish's eyes and you can feel its trauma? Yes. Maybe it also could be the eyes are the window to the fish's soul and that he can feel the connection. And so therefore... The fish fucks him. He, the fish fucks him. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, it's a, it's a meat cute. I could see it as a meat cute. I could see it as that. <laughs> 
So in other words, instead of him, I just, I'm just trying to picture logistics. Instead of him yes. putting his dick into the fish somehow, yeah. which as we've discussed is very hard to imagine what that would actually look like. We're talking about him rubbing up the fish on his own ass, basically. Throwing it in. Yeah. Throwing it in or cause yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which right. may, is disturbing, as I mentioned previously, due to the scales. But <laughs> Haley, who this is from Haley, who also says, "Y'all always brighten my days. Your work truly makes a difference." I got fixated on imagining Tom Cruise feverishly biting into the raw fish <laughs> like a bear, and my theory is that he is actually part bear, part <laughs> human, like a werewolf. <laughs> His favorite pastime is catching fish for a flowing stream, but paparazzi would surely find him. So he subsists. Of course they of course, would. Of course. So he subsists <laughs> off of raw dead fish from the butcher to get his fix. However, uh, once a month, he turns into a bear and runs off to the woods to fulfill his dream. <laughs> paparazzi ignorant to his fancies. Uh huh. Wow. I like this one. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I think of all of them the, the, in this new batch, that makes me. The <laughs> I think best it's the most compelling satisfied. of all of the arguments. Yeah. I would say that it is the most compelling of all of the arguments. 100%. And I believe it. Um, this, this next one comes in from Heather. Love you guys, but the fish fucking is absolutely absurd. My theory is Tom Cruise believes that David Miscavige got rid of his wife in the ocean via the Sea Org, and he's interrogating the fish to find out more information and to find the body so he can get rid of Miscavige and become the new leader of Scientology. It would explain why he also has the cruise ships, so if when he gets the information he needs, he would have a leg up to immediately go search before Miscavige finds out. Heather... How is he going to interrogate a dead fish? We're talking about a guy who's collecting fish wow. from grocery stores already dead. So what does he have? <laughs> necromancy powers? He's bringing the fish back to life in order to yes. find out where David Miscavige's <laughs> wife is in order to become the new leader of Scientology? I mean, it's you sound absurd, Heather. I'm, I'm just going to go and say it. Heather, you're sense. the one who's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> we are very serious people. Good Lord. Necromancies. I think it makes Sense. Look, see, this is what we needed. We needed the the perspective of the people. Right. Yeah. We need to see it from all sides. We can't look at this is not one D. Yes. It's not a one direction type of a bad. Agreed. Wholeheartedly. So yeah, I am gonna have to put you on the back burner, Heather. You're you're out of here. Well Strike. I love Heather. You're Thank out. you, Heather. <laughs> the legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here, and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka golden ticket is all mine. This from uh, <laughs> this one comes in from Aaron. Okay, so I can't take credit for this theory. It's my boyfriend's theory. 
So we all know that Scientologists hate psychology and, and that its members aren't allowed to go to counseling. We also know that Tom Cruise has been going through a lot recently. So obviously he's doing something he doesn't want the organization to know about. Obviously they have monitoring systems at his home as well. Our thought is that someone is placing burner phones inside of the fish and planting them there so that he can then go call a counselor from the bathroom where no one will hear him. But also, I really want to believe that he is fucking fish. That's a pretty interesting one. That one's good. Something's Ooh. hidden in the fish. That's a really good one. Yes. Ooh, it yeah. is. And that's a good movie, too. Something's hidden in the fish, the Tom Cruise <laughs> yes. story, which is about him just getting better help, essentially. You know yeah. what I mean? Getting some Something's kind of the fish. some Something's kind of counseling service that he's using. I mean, that he wouldn't just go to a counselor or you know anything like that. But I guess Scientology's tracking him, so this that is just explains a very why he's so fiending. You know, it's like how you feel yeah. right before therapy. And it makes sense too because oh, he's like Mr. Yeah. Mission Impossible, right? So he wants to like conceal things inside of things and be all secret agent-y about everything, right? Uh-huh. Like he's into that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. I can see that. I mean, and maybe he in his brain that he's done those roles so many times that he can't separate himself. There you go. From the role and from Tom Fishfucker Cruise. <laughs> Here's the final one and then maybe we could – Pick uh, uh, the one we believe most from all these theories. Charles believes that Tom Cruise may be, and this is another hybrid situation, a dolphin-human hybrid. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a different, not a bear man, but a dolphin-human hybrid because a post on Reddit told Charles that dolphins use decapitated fish to masturbate. Now, <gasps> yes, apparently it's scientifically true. Stephen ag- agrees, uh, and also Stephen agrees in his email as well. He also, so we got two on this theory. He also stated that for Mission Impossible. What are the odds? Right? For Mission well, I think it's because of a Facebook page uh, post on the page oh, seven okay. page, but I'll get to that in a second. For Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, Tom Cruise, quote, learned to hold his breath for six and a half minutes. Perhaps this talent was an innate talent and not learned. His last name is an obvious hint to his real identity. What do dolphins love more than fucking fish? Cruise ships. Cruising! What else do dolphins... Cruise ship, Jackie, please. What else do dolphins love? Doing crazy tricks at SeaWorld for fish, of all things. Much like... Oh my God, for them to fuck! Much like Tom Cruise likes doing crazy stunts to make money for his fish fucking habit, Tom Cruise is a perverted dolphin, guys. Case closed. He also said, Holden, you are my lizard king. Jackie, you are my hot dog queen. Molly, you are my puppet master. Ooh. Steven also definitely wants us to know that he originally saw this theory on the Page 7 Facebook page and added his own research, including linking a YouTube video of Tom Cruise enjoying watching dolphins at a promotional event for Jack Reacher. And Only he is a dolphin thr- would enjoy watching other dolphins. He is thrilled. <laughs> he is beyond capacity how thrilled he is looking at these dolphins. So here we go. What do you guys think between um, the uh, Scientology Jesus fish thing, the, um, what was it, the, uh, the, the him shoving the fish up his ass, <laughs> um, which could coincide with any of these other ones a little bit, you know what I mean? The <laughs> bear man theory that he's half bear, mm-hmm. half man, uh, getting his kicks uh, with the fish and that way, and that just eating them, just loving them in that way. Uh, whether it's burner phones shoved into the fish in order to get secretly get counseling. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh right, and then the interrogation of the fish, the most absurd one. <laughs> 
interrogation of the fish in order to find David Miscavige's wife in order to become the head of Scientology somehow. Or the the the, the dolphin human hybrid theory, which more than one person and of course a Facebook post declared. So that's got a lot of backing behind it. That's getting a lot of traction. Before we vote, I just have one clarifying question. So if he's a bear, he likes the fish because he's eating them or because he's fucking them? No, I think he is appreciating the fish as a meal because, as of course, bear. we all know that bears love eating to fish, get fish but we from now the know that dolphins love fucking fish. So if he's yes. a dolphin, he likes to fuck the fish. Yeah, they But if still, he's a bear, he likes to eat the fish. Apparently, a scientific fact is that dolphins use decapitated fish to indeed masturbate. So it is actually, co- it coincides with several of the other theories. Mm-hmm. Wow. I really, really like the dolphin theory. <laughs> but I think that hiding a phone in the fish is one of the scariest things that you could do. Because also, I feel like then there's a whole other spider web that could go out from, it's like, what if it's not just phones? What else mm. is, like, what other kind of notes are being passed inside of the fish? And that, that this is something that maybe somewhat now that we the people have caught on to that he might move into other ways of communication. <laughs> I am going to go Remember with... Remember when he got the fish in the limo? I'm sorry. Remember when he yeah, got the, he fish, got in the, the fish in the limo? Yeah, I feel like I think about that one yeah, a lot. Yeah, that one I think about a lot too because it's a bit of the exception to the rule in terms of these sightings. Because usually he couldn't have been fucking store. it in the limo? No, just usually yes. it's a grocery store. Usually it's, you know, it just tells us a little more. Like when something's a little different from all the other ones, all the other pattern mm-hmm. patterns, it, it tells us, it maybe gives us a clue. Like, oh... So he doesn't need it to be at a grocery store. That's interesting. Uh-huh. He's probably you're and probably doing the opposite of what you said. But he's probably definitely fucking the fish in the limo or eating it, turning into a bear and eating it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not off the table or or screaming Jesus, Jesus, and like desecrating it. Oh, I do love the interrogation. That's though. The, yeah, yeah. I have to go. What do you know? What, what do you know? know? Yeah. Yeah. I have what do you to know? Vote with interrogation, that what? is absolutely the one. He's <laughs> just picture Tom Cruise at his like most intense Tom Cruise-ity, like looking at a dead fish and being like, I'll wait. You're not going anywhere, <laughs> you know. And that's why he puts the remember when someone went in afterwards and he wraps up the fish and puts it in the trash. So maybe it's because he's coming back. He sent or he's sending maybe a message a to the other fish who won't talk. Ooh, yeah. Because they're dead. It's the opposite of waterboarding. (laughs) (laughs) Oxygen boarding the fish. So you also agree with the interrogation theory? Yep. That's where I'm I'm on board. Heather, you win, which is ridiculous. The most (laughs) ridiculous theory. I'm going to go with dolphin hybrid, obviously. You guys should be ashamed. I can't wait to find out. What if we never find out? We probably won't. But what if we do find out? What if we do and it was one of these? Six or however many there were theories. I will keep an eye on the blinds. That is for sure. I'm also not. I'm going to lose sleep over the idea that the fish are fucking him. I'm that one is really going to resonate with me. That or how many scenes that I feel like every time I watch an interrogation scene, um, I'm just going to imagine the the detective is talking (laughs) to a fish. (laughs) Oh, you're not going to talk, are you? Oh, you're not going (laughs) to. 
Uh, but thank you guys so much for writing in to page7podcast at gmail.com. I do want to throw some shout outs to some amazing people that wrote in. Um, like Charlie wrote in and wrote just such a beautiful, amazing letter about how much she has overcome over the past couple of years and how we have been there for you. And I just want to say so much that you are strong. And I love you and I appreciate you because we, we, we can get through anything. We can get through anything together. Hear me in your ears. We can get through anything. Yeah, I'm, ju- I'm being just like a Gal Gadot right now. <laughs> um, I'm not. But also thank you again, Charlie, for writing in to us. As well as I want to give a shout out to Casey who wrote in. And I do love this section of it. That uh, on a more serious note, and I do love this. And to that I say, go! Bless it. But on a more serious note, hearing Molly's views on treating children with respect and dignity when it comes to culture and media has really resonated with me. As someone thinking about becoming a pediatrician, it's definitely given me a lot to think about for my future career. Plus, with page seven, I can keep up with the youth pop culture by listening to the internet friends in their 30s try to decipher what McKaylee Braxlin, the TikTok influencer, is up to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Casey, for giving us a laugh. And of course, we are a little late because it's St. Patrick's Day. But a couple of days ago, it was Allie's birthday. And Allie, I wanted to let you know that your friend Kate wrote in and told us how much you love Page 7, as well as that you guys also went to go see Cats in theater nice. in costume. Yeah. And I think that is sick as hell. Yeah. And... And Kate says about you, she's the best person I've ever met, and I truly couldn't list all the ways she's a fucking angel. She's a high school psychologist and works with teenagers for a living, if that's any indication of how wonderful she is, which it is, because I can't even possibly imagine working with teenagers because I'm truly um, scared of them. That takes a very, very strong person. And happy, happy, happy second quarantine birthday. Hell yeah. With one revolution around. We are making it, it through. We can two, start to baby. see the light. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for writing in. We read everything that's written into page seven podcast at gmail.com. And it just makes me feel so good. And I love y'all. And we are, uh, I need you guys. Hell yeah. I, <laughs> I actually, I actually have a really quick one too that I forgot to do last week. So the person who not only created this amazing uh, drawing, amazing illustration of Taylor Swift cradling me while I cradle my baby, but they also sent me the print so I can frame it and put it on my wall. And I'm nice. so in love with it. And uh, that is uh, Alexia. And Alexia, I asked if they had anything to promote. And they said, I'm a comedic storyboard artist working on a short film right now and trying to be full time, just waiting for more directors to appreciate my genius. Maybe there are some filmmakers listening out there in need of a com- comedic story artist. That is, uh, you can check out all their work Studio Delix, Studio Delix, uh, Studio, and then D E L E X, Etsy, Instagram, all of it. You can see that picture that I'm referring to even on their Instagram. It is, I just thank you so much. I am so thrilled by it and I totally forgot to uh, promote you last week. So thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you and we love you. But before you go, it's type on the list. Oh, oh who's, who's on, on the list? list? 
Jack Jackie, Jackie. You gotta, gotta have, have that, that list. Oh, I'm not bringing up Lad on this list, but 14 times a real injury had to be written into the scene. Now, we all remember Mark Hamill's face being all jacked up. Hamill had broken his nose in a car crash between rapping on A New Hope and starting in on Empire. They swept the incident under the rug at the time, but Carrie Fisher later confirmed Luke gets wampa slapped because Hamill's face had been surgically reconstructed. It is crazy. He does look drastically different. Yes. Wow. Yeah, he does. Between the two. But it's good because that's the dark one. You know what I mean? That's the scary middle movie. And so it looks great that his face is all messed up, but I'm sorry you go into a car crash. It must be awful. It's a dark one. Not as dark as what Tim Meadows went through with his carpal tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tina Fey had to give Tim Meadows carpal tunnel in Mean Girls because Meadows broke his wrist a week before filming started. I'm saying it's way less dark than his a man's face being mangled in a car crash. And then it was a JK, reconstructed. <laughs> It was a JK <laughs> that he broke his wrist before and they would have had to recast him, but instead of kicking one of the bi- their biggest stars to the curb, Tina Fey decided the chronic condition would explain why Mr. Duvall wears a cast all the time. That's smart, Tina Fey. Um, this is a weird one. Just the way it's worded. George Clooney paid for his Oscar in spinal fluid. What does that mean? <laughs> well, when he was tied to a chair and violently tipped over in Syriana, he cracked his head for real. Oh. He spent two weeks in a hospital, and Lisa Kudrow's neurologist brother finally diagnosed him with a leaky dome. He still struggles with chronic pain as a result from that spill. Because I imagine he probably hit concrete. Yeah, how did they not have... Are you really going to tie George Clooney to a chair and just knock him over and not have any protections in place? Nothing underneath. I'm very surprised, but I imagine that they would now. I'm sure that they learned a lesson. Poor guy. Unbelievable. (laughs) In first blood... Yes, I'm talking about Rambo. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone screamed like a guy who'd just broken his ribs. He insisted on doing some of his stunts, including the one where Rambo lands in some trees after dropping from the side of a cliff. That cry of agony is very real as he broke a handful of ribs on a tree branch. (laughs) Ah, There's nothing they can really do for him, right? Don't they just tape up broken ribs? Yeah, I think you're just kind of fucked and everything's awful. Yeah, That's what I've always heard, yeah. Sucks. But then there's times like Lucille Ball when she wrote a full season arc around her skiing accident. Four seasons into her follow-up to I Love Lucy, which was called Here's Lucy, (laughs) Ball fractured her leg skiing. Season five largely revolved around her sitting stationary in a hospital bed, falling in love with a doctor and having to rely on dialogue rather than slapstick. Imagine having to write an entire season about it. That sucks. Yeah, I was going to say I don't appreciate this lists dig at uh, Lucille Ball's ability to create funny dialogue, but she was, of course, a physical comedian, so that is kind of, is kind of a blow. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be interesting, an interesting exercise for her, but you know what? That show is now a classic. Everybody remembers Here's Lucy. Here's <laughs> Lucy! 
But what we do remember is The Exorcist. Yes. When Ellen Burstyn broke her back being jerked like a marionette. I didn't realize she broke her uh, back. The exercise riddled with injuries. There was just a lot. I mean, they always say, you know, the film was cursed and all this. So I think we actually talked about cursed films and talked about The Exorcist and how, uh, but I think it was a different injury because there was another injury where, because what's the girl got thrown from the bed and, and horribly uh uh, injured herself as well. Yeah. How are they throwing George Clooney and the poor girl from The Exorcist around and not having some protections in place? I'm so outraged. <laughs> I mean, you also think of back to the time when Leonardo DiCaprio almost got hypothermia while shooting The Revenant. Of course, being an actor is on the whole a very cushy job. But there are a lot of times when you were really just looked at as a meat bag that must perform and they don't really give a fuck because they got to get the shot. And it is, and it's crazy sometimes. I know I do feel that actors are way overpaid for what they do, but they do put their lives at risk for many things. Like, I mean, it, it is even, or like when Daniel Craig forgot to duck making the CGI team work overtime in Quantum of Solace because Craig missed a step or two in a carefully choreographed fight scene and ended up getting kicked in the face and slicing off part of his finger. The finger required plastic surgery, but they had to CGI out the shiner in subsequent Look, I mean, actors have to do things that, you know, the normal person wouldn't consider. I mean, even I personally drank a cup of my own blood in order to play Dracula and horny vampire goes to Las Vegas. It is something (laughs) you you have to face. You must face your demons and your fears to (laughs) get part of the testing process. I got six figures for that fucking easily you know i was like i'll drink my piss it was it six action figures it was different little action <laughs> figures of vamp uh, vampires it was me in my room alone with action figures but that's <laughs> fine too and i drank the blood no matter what i was just like i'll drink any fluid you put in front of me right now i'm fucking been doing i've been up doing poppers for the past three days you know what i mean so uh don't drink just any fluid that's put in front of you. <laughs> but that's it for the list this week. Oh, my goodness. I would I would say yay, but I think I'm going blind. blind. Items. Oh, oh we can't them. see them. Forgot how to do my own intro yet again. All right, here we go. Blind items for this week. It's a doozy. This is a little bit of a celebrity conspiracy throwback. This national reporter has apparently told friends he is writing a book about his real identity, which has long been assumed but never proven. Try to dig back in uh, celebrity conspiracy past. Could a book come out about his real... Tom Cruise is actually a bear. No, 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 no. This goes way back, way before just today's. Who, who... Uh, who might have a real... Justin Bieber. No, He's a lizard. No, God, heaven, no. Uh... <laughs> Wait, I need some more. I need to get my feet back on the more. ground. All right, I will. Different daddy. Different daddy. Ooh, John Travolta? No, different father for the man. The man has different. We, we've, we've said his name already today. Are you talking about Ronan Farrow? Yes, and Frank Sinatra. Uh. Yeah, apparently they're talking about maybe getting it out there. Though apparently, and Jackie, you can confirm this, in the HBO documentary, he does seem to look quite a lot like Mia Farrow's father. And maybe just fate showed mercy on Ronan by giving him Grandpa Farrow's looks. Nope. It really could be. No. 
wrong. Whoa, I like it. I, like I it. mean, she was with Frank Sinatra right before Woody Allen. Absolutely. Or well, actually, no, not right before Woody Allen. Right before her, the other father of her children, Previn. But who do who do who do women classically love to fuck? Guys that look like their fathers. So I mean, it's really difficult to quantify it. Also I, very true. I will absolutely not entertain anybody <laughs> saying that that guy's not Frank Sinatra's kid. I know it more than I know myself. <laughs> I mean, his his eyes are striking. Blue eyes. Like, uh, Come on now. Yeah. Maybe I could convince yeah. you of this blind item. This foreign-born former A-list tweener who is now a big deal A-list, sing, you know, not tweener, past older than tweener. And his people have an alternative they are setting up should his album bomb. They are going to position... Justin Bieber! Wow, good job. I was gonna, This is the funniest part wow. of it. They are going to position the singer as a Christian singer and have a tour of megachurches. Do you believe that? Oh, that's sad. He doesn't need that. He's doing fine. Well, it, it, that saying that if his sixth studio album, Justice, which is coming out on March 19th, if that bombs, I doubt it'll bomb. But I also... Do you think that's really... I'm sure that's not true. That he would do like a redemption mega church Christian uh, singer route if this album was somehow a bust. I will say I have been reading certain things of him working on his image. Okay, and I do, and we all do know that he is very religious now, and he yeah. has changed over the years in what his priorities are. I wouldn't put it past him. And it's a great to, business decision, I'm sure. There's a lot of people yeah. to tap into there. There you go. I mean, I think that he's like, and I, maybe this is too crazy of a thing to say, I think that he could look at what Kanye has been doing and do it better. Uh, and like have more control over his brain and where it's going. Um, that I think that I do wonder if he is inspired it's by that. It's just going to be like a Christian revolution in modern pop yeah. music. That would be so <laughs> you have to think about that too, though, because you know everyone is keep saying like, "Oh, the Roaring Twenties are going to happen." Like, right. like what happened with after you know it's like with the, the Roaring Twenties in the nineteen hundreds. But I also with that also comes a renaissance of faith as well. That it was faith that got us through it. That it, you know there that is also going to resurge. And it was already happening before all of this with like being religious, being a, a cool thing again that, you know, be all the like virginity rock stuff. Like, I think that it is it's such a it's a dichotomy against like how we are going to live after the world opens, which is just. <laughs> <laughs> Which is me pouring the, double champagne bottles in my Oh, I wasn't sure if those were champagne bottles or dicks. Yeah. Or, well, you, or whatever it's in my hands. <laughs> just me. It's just going to be me laying on a rug with a needle in my arm going, it's better than all the cooks in all the world. And everyone's just like, why yeah. are you speaking with that dialect? Uh, all right. Final blind item for the day, for the show. This A-list celebrity you either love or hate with no middle ground, let it slip at Whoa. dinner that she and her higher on the list husband had been vaccinated. When asked how this was possible, she mumbled something and changed the subject. This is your this is your this is my hobby blind. horse. This was my blind being like, everybody just assume, especially this couple, is fucking vaccinated. If you are gonna say to me, this incredibly big deal celebrity couple has not been vaccinated yet, I will be like, liar, liar, take off those pants seriously, because they're on fire. We need to get you to a bath immediately and cool your is it, body down. Is it Jay and Bay? But who could hate her? 
Um, no, no, social media uh, person that definitely a very big Twitter person. Oh, is it Hilaria? No, 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 not more, more oh, esteemed. Chrissy you Teigen. Know Hilaria Chrissy is, Teigen is and Chrissy John Legend. Te- yes, Chrissy Teigen and John oh, Legend, which is yeah, so. Of course they are. Of course they're back. Of course. Why would you even have to hide that? It's so silly. Of course they got someone. To, they paid a doctor to come with a jug come of it Come and have it delivered to them. That is what celebrities are doing. Oh, yeah. They, ha- yeah. they ate it in caviar. They ate it on. Crackers with caviar. That's <laughs> yeah, how they like ingested they the vaccine. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I just think we got it. We just got to just just be, I don't know. And man, and I get being annoyed, but I think we just got to say, hey, they all got it. It's a fact of life we have to accept. Now let them kiss each other in public so we can feel some sense of joy. Oh, especially <laughs> Megan the Stallion and fucking yeah, Beyonce if they want to kiss. I have a I list. I have it. a vaccine list of people. They're, they're definitely up at the top of it. I'm like way down on it too. I'm just like, get these people in so I can just like watch them fucking rock out. You know what I mean? We were we were Damn trying to talk straight. to Holden before we started recording and he stopped talking to us and we thought something was wrong, but he was just watching Megan the Stallion dance. It was unbelievable. <laughs> he did. He, his eyes glossed over, and we lost hold of him. I'm just going to go and say this right now. Unpo- uh, maybe this is an unpopular pe- opinion, but Megan the Stallion has an ass. <laughs> oh, no. Are you allergic to her ass? Oh, no. Oh, no, I broke out in a boner. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm allergic to that ass. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. God I love saying you're allergic to it, but that's all for blind items, right? Oh, that's I can see again and I feel free again. <laughs> and I love Welcome. Jesus. And I will be touring yeah. mega churches in a town near you. Ooh, just uh, we we are believers here. <laughs> My name is Jackie Zabrowski, and I am a believer. And you can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. We also have a great time on Jack and Knees on Fridays, and we're always smiling. So you can always pop over there at six p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv forward slash Whole Donators Ho. And we are in. The belly of the beast over at Eclipse. We just had great werewolf story time at the werewolf party. Yes, they were eating hot dogs. And yes, I believe that Stephanie Meyer dedicated that chapter to me. So thank you so much. And um, you can check it out. Of course, we have two chapters that come out every week. Um, you already kind of plugged my thing. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenator. So hell yeah, dude. And uh, Male. My name's Molly Neffel, and I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. We love you guys. We'll be back next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Someplace underneath... Neath is a planet gone missing into time, a moon believed to be in the orbit around Venus. The moon was named Neath after an early Egyptian goddess who, according to the lore, is the birth mother of the universe. Astronomers spotted Neath 30 times since it was discovered, but it went missing, and it has not been seen since the late 1700s. Where did it go? Poor women, trans women, women of color, women in fringe religions, What do they all have in common with this ancient missing moon? They go missing. A lot. lot. 
I'm Natalie Jean, and I'm joined by Amber Nelson every week to look into a case where we answer the age-old question, where them hoes at? Let's talk about it and see how we can help. Someplace Underneath, a show about the missing. Missing from home, missing from justice, missing from the conversation. Plus, there are dick jokes. Listen wherever you get your pods. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're gonna make it out of here, we gotta work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen. But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the I-team digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5.